What's up, everybody? This is Elliot Terrell, and you're listening to Magical Thinking, brought to you by artofmagic.com. Our guest for this episode is Damien Edition. He is a magician and illusionist from Indonesia. He's kind of like the David Blaine, David Copperfield style magician over there. And I think he might be one of the first people, if not the first, that I interviewed that does this sort of bigger spectacle kind of magic. We talk a lot about his creative process and the style of audience that's over there in that part of the world and how he kind of has to introduce a level of realism and possible failure into the kind of magic and stunts that he does for that specific audience. It's really interesting. He was over out in the States for a little bit to work on a project, and he'll actually be coming back in the next couple of weeks. So if you get a chance to meet him while you're out in California, I recommend doing it because he is wonderful. He's super creative and such a humble, nice guy for being so ridiculously successful in his country. If you haven't already, follow us on all the social media channels and join our newsletter. Search for Art of Magic and Magical Thinking Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. You'll find us. Give us a like and a follow. We're updating stuff constantly, bringing out new products, and we have something really huge planned for the end of May. That's going to be our one-year anniversary on artofmagic.com, and I'm excited for it. It's going to be really big and something that's necessary for magic. Damien's great. Such a pleasure. I know you're going to enjoy the episode, so get into it. Let me know what you think by emailing podcast at artofmagic.com, or you can let me know what you think on the Facebook group that you can find by searching Magical Thinking. Anyway, get into it. Like I said, let me know what you think. Enjoy. I'm sorry for my English because my English bad. Your English is great. No. Yes. Really? No. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's like slip off the tongue many times. No, you speak as well as most people in America do, so. <laughs> I wouldn't worry about it. So, uh, how long? You said 20, 22 days? Yeah, I've been here. Well, tw- today is 22 days. Today is 22 days. And then you're leaving again today? Yeah. It's going to be like long, long flight. It's almost 24 hours. Holy crap. Oh my God. 24 yeah. hours? Yeah. Because of the, we have to be, we have to like, uh, what do you say? We go to the connect. Time. Yeah, yeah, connect flight. We have to Taipei and Singapore. Yeah, Singapore. We have to wait for seven hours. You have a seven-hour layover in Taipei. Seven, yeah. Oh my gosh. So that's why it took us for twenty-four hours. Yeah. Can you sleep on a plane? Well, sometimes it depends on the person who, who sit next to uh, you. Yeah. My wife is my in my next, probably like left or my right, but I don't know who's on the other side. If it's like big guy or it's like very the guy who can do so much move, it's like and I go to sleep. Yeah, that depends on the other guy who sit next to me. Yeah. So hopefully I, I can get much sleep. And by the time I go, I got into Jakarta, Indonesia. Yeah. I have to do some shot for uh, TV shows. Yeah. That will be perfect. <laughs> Hair and makeup is gonna have to do a number on you, right? Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, like do the magic. <laughs> so, uh, where do you where do you want to start? Because, like, I guess let's start at the beginning. So, you got into magic when you were in the sixth, sixth grade, grade. Yeah. Right? Okay. I watched David Copperfield. Like, he was my big inspiration back then. Every week, I always watch his TV shows. I mean, his special, 
at that time his special was on air every week in our local TV shows and every week it, it plays every Sunday and then after we watch his TV shows on the Monday we have like I don't know not celebrating like we, we in the school we, we have like some kind of celebration doing a ceremonial for flag ceremonial every Monday and then we have to attend in the like the field the 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 school field mm-hmm. and gather all and then just give a respect to the flag yep and then every Monday I always talk to my friend it's like oh my best friend we're talking about the trick that David did in the TV shows like oh man that guy's awesome he can do like levitate he can walk through wall and everything blah 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 until one day probably like and then probably like a week or not a week like a month after he he showed me his first coin trick to me yeah doing the coin with the silk and end up on the po- side pocket uh-huh. and it just like freaked me out because <laughs> man you can do that in front of me live and that is the start why I want to become a magician because at that time I got the feeling of being entertained I got the feeling of being astonished astonished yeah and I want to create that kind of thing to my to the people around me okay I want to be like you and be like David Copperfield because for me he's the real superhero if you see Superman he can fly but he's a fiction Spider-Man everything is fiction David Copperfield he can fly he can walk through wall but that guy exists he yeah. live in Vegas or, or he live in America that's why I would be like him that's that's the yeah that's the first thing that came, came up to my mind like okay I want to be a magician and there weren't many magicians around when I was sixth grade no yeah magic was always related with clowns okay in my country so like a magic uh, magic for kids shows yeah and then they, they have to like wear clown suit so there is not that kind of popular magic stuff in my, my country while well, I'm six years old mm-hmm. so I didn't know where to go I didn't know where to learn and then that time was internet is not not like this like now like you can get any information from the internet but back then there's no internet mm-hmm. so it's kind of difficult so it takes me about six years after and believe it or not after my sixth grade and then I keep doing the same trick the same <laughs> with the coin for like almost six or seven years so yeah that's pretty much the situation in my country about magic yeah so who were you doing that same trick for when you were doing it friends and family everyone like everyone literally everyone everyone in my class everyone in my family everyone everyone yeah everyone my teacher my everyone because it's for me is every time I got their reaction it gives me like some kind of strength to get more exciting mm-hmm. like I get more power <laughs> like power from by the way I by by the time I see them laugh see them astonish it gives me some I don't know strength like oh wow I just want to keep doing it doing it again and again yeah, yeah. you got this this energy buzz yeah yeah you know, yeah yeah from from live performance yeah 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 that's 
That's the word. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot figure it out that. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, so uh, when when did you learn a new trick, basically? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, probably when I was in juniors, junior high. Uh, junior high? Like ninth grade? Yeah, ninth grade. Okay. I go to one of the bookshop book uh-huh. and there's a spot, like the small, small, small spot. They sell magic props, but not professionally magic shop. Sure. It's like Tenyo, just kid stuff. Yeah. And just I, cheap plastic. Yeah. Magic like, trick toys. Uh, uh, dice through tube. Oh, dice yep. tube. Yeah. Yep. Just so, that kind of tricks. Sure. So I just bought it every week. Every time my mom gave me some pocket money, <laughs> and then I just like keep it, don't, don't use it. And yeah. then I always like buy it every week or probably like two weeks or a month. Just buy it one by one. Yeah. And then I show it to my friends. That is that is the new tricks that I get after the sleight of hand. The gimmick, like I bought gimmick. And then in junior highs, I mean, all when I go to the senior high school, I think I still keep doing the same trick all over again because by the time I le- learn new magic trick, I mean the real new sleight of hand is when in two uh, in year ninety eight. That was my when I first day at the university mm-hmm. when I have I'm having lunch with my friends and there's a guy the waiter mm-hmm. he playing a card trick he did the, the glide and I just astonished by him like okay I'm gonna pay you just for play play that trick all over and over over to me just do it over and over until I can figure out how it's done because I don't want him to spoil the trick and then he do it and he forgot to serve everyone except (laughs) doing magic for me yeah and then it take probably like half an hour he did the same trick all over again but I can still figure out how it's how he did it and then I said okay I give up if you don't mind, please tell me how it's done. I'll be so gladful because I cannot sleep right now if you don't tell the secret. And then, and then he gave me the secret and he told me how it's done. And I just got wow because of it. Because I don't know that it turns out that it's simple, but I get the reaction that like that big. You know, because he, he just like put the card on the table and just like blew and the card changed. Yeah. At that time, it's like, oh man, that's amazing. And okay, that's my second sleight of hand. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got to meet up with, uh, oh yeah, and, and, and in two, uh, nine, year 98, the magic was a little bit grown in my country mm-hmm. because there's a magician I mean one magician that is quite famous in my country and is his on TV shows so magic grew at that time so there's community magic community like a lot of magic community and I just go just hopping into one magic community to other yeah I learn from them I learn sleight of hand and I learn my first love in magic was in coin magic. Really? Yeah. Because coin is an ordinary object uh-huh. like we can carry every time, anywhere. Card is not that popular in my country. When I just like take out a card through my uh, from my pocket, they will think that, do you gamble? Okay. So 
it's it's kind of like negative thing. Yeah, gambling right? is frowned upon, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's why I I prefer coin. Okay, I can do it anyway and anytime with coins. So I can carry it without any bulk in my side pocket. <laughs> so I just carry coins. So that's my first love in coin. And then I learn coin matrix from uh, David Roth, and I, I bought all of his stuff. I mean DVDs, lecture yeah. DVDs. Uh, so I'm a huge fan of David Roth back then. That's until what 2001. Yeah, that's my first love. So so you were still in university then? Yeah. Okay. And. After 2000, uh, yeah, in 2002, I got made up with this guy that I told you before, the famous magician in Indonesia. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, suddenly I got the chance to meet him in person. And then he asked me to join his community. And I joined him, uh, the community called the Pentagram. So there's only like five of us. That's yeah. why it's called Pentagram. So uh, he, he create not he create i mean he he made a group of bunch of group that is most t- talented people me and then his uh, his his name is Daddy Corbusier and he's a mentalist and Romy Raphael is a hypnotist and then there's a escapologist and then pickpocket so five of us and he gave me the he gave us the knowledge that magic is not just sleight of hand there's mm-hmm. the other side of magic so in 2002 until 2006, I learned the other side of magic. Mm-hmm. And I learned that magic is not always tricks. Magic, sometimes we can create real magic. I mean, real magic, such a mentalism. Yeah. So that's why I learned books from Max Maven, Eugene Berger, and then um, Tommy Wonder. Lots of books that connect with mentalism and sure. psychological things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the essays on theory. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So. And how did that change the way that you approached that first trick that you learned? Do you still do that trick? Were you still doing that trick? Well, uh, as a hobby, yes. Yeah. But for pre- professionally, because at that time, that's the point when I decided to be, to do it professionally. Mm-hmm. So I have to like. Let go of my slide of coin tricks, okay. cards, and I learn how to show, uh, how to come up showing my audience looks like it's real magic mm-hmm. because it's much more believable than the tricks. I mean, the slide of hand tricks because mm-hmm. in my in Indonesia, the the audience was so hard. If you, they can spot a trick, I mean, spot a slide of hand, spot of something suspicious. They, they, they just like, okay, I know that. I know they dismiss it. Yeah. Yeah. This like throw away the magic. It's like, okay, I don't know what you're doing down there with the cart, but I know you did something to the cart. Yeah. And then they, they, they just don't enjoy it. That's, so that's why I have to like eliminate all the slide of things. Yeah. Suspicious thing. And I combine with cart magic and mentalism. Like, probably like just do like force card and do some kind of mind reading stuff but it's basically sleight of hand but it looks it's like framed as yeah, real magic kind of, yeah it's yeah. like that yeah so after that we split up in 2006 like uh-huh. the we the pentagram split, split up 
And were you guys meeting once a week or something, or how were you? Yeah, once okay. a week. Uh, once a week, and we always gather in his place, in daddy daddy's place, every like almost every day, probably. Like in the first year, I I almost like live there, probably. <laughs> yeah, because every day. I'm with him because I want. I have the eager to learn more and more. He have lots of books, and I just like hang out in his house and just read all his books. Yeah, probably like in the first year, I almost like every day in his house. Wow! I I, I go home like six a.m. in the morning. I just come back there again twelve p.m. and that's that's been done like every day. <laughs> For the first year, and then the second year, I just like okay, I, I already read all your books now. <laughs> I free, I'm free. Yeah, and then in 2006, we split up. We have like internal issues, uh-huh. and then we split up. And at that time, in 2007, I got my first TV shows, and I have to like create every new trick, like seven new tricks, and one illusion for a half and half and yeah, one and a half years. Every week, yeah. Every yeah. week, seven tricks and one illusions. One illusions that include I have to like make them build it. Yeah, build it. Yeah. How 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 do you do that? Probably because I'm young and <laughs> I have the spirit. Yeah. I don't know because at that time, probably uh, from 2002 and 2006, I have lots of ideas, and it came up. Like I, I wrote them all, and then suddenly I had the chance to to have a TV shows, and just like it's flow, flow. I just let it flow. Yeah. And I got all the ideas and everything. Uh-huh. And yeah. So you already had like a stockpile. Yeah. Of, of things. Okay. The hardest part is the second year. I mean, my second TV shows because I already like got them for my first TV show. The second TV show is like. Wow, what I've got to do with today's episode? Yeah. So, so what was your what was your process for coming up with those ideas? Well, the second year, I mean, the yeah. second TV shows. Yeah. Well, I have to do research. I I I joined the Magic Cafes forum forum. I I I asked them. I I chat with them. Like I I I always read. The most popular tricks, and then I learn. I ask them, and then I learn some of uh, from them. And I watch movies. I watch uh, well magical movies like Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. It gave me an idea. That's that kind of process. How much overlap was there with material from the first year? Did you recycle anything? Yeah, just- yeah, yeah. When when I have like. A brain freeze and I don't, I don't know what to do. It's yeah. probably okay. I'm going to recycle that 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 kind of tricks. You know, probably like okay. Probably like uh, doing the ambitious card with cards, but now I change it with guys. I mean, with men. Yeah. Like I stack men like fifteen guys stand and using uh, I I put them a label inside the the shirt and then mm. they go up with the paper bag on their head and just like mix <laughs> and just just like messing around with the idea yeah but using different material that when I when I'm like stuck in the moment and mm-hmm. don't know what to do and don't know what tricks what I have to make I'm gonna change 
the idea and change the tricks, but the same method and same idea. So what was this? Uh, what was the context of the TV show the second year? Was it like a street magic thing, or was yeah. it okay? It's always been like street magic because David Blaine was so popular back then. Yeah, and the TV shows uh, the, the the TV station want me to do the same packaging as David Blaine, but because I'm I'm in love with illusion, I'm in love with David Copperfield stuff, so I I always keep one illusion every episode mm-hmm. because that's I want them I want the Indonesian people get the signature of me I'm illusionist I'm yeah. not David Blaine that can do like cards I mean straight magic but I have my own idealism doing illusions mm-hmm. because in Indonesia they don't have many illusions probably I'm the first because yeah before it's only mentalists and hypnosis there's is, no doing huge stuff is that because the audience was so dismissive of, of no no because magic? because probably they don't know where to learn illusion okay I mean the magician don't know where to learn illusion like I said before to becoming magician is it's hard <laughs> it's hard for us yeah especially, especially the illusion because they don't know where to learn they we don't have any illusions in our country and then as you know illusionists don't have books yeah like tutorial anything they don't have it so that's probably the reason why and then for me when someone is not doing it I will be doing it I'm gonna do it when I saw the earlier magician that already got famous is mentalism and hypnosis mm-hmm. and I say okay just there's a huge part for illusions okay I'm gonna say that yeah so where did you learn David Copperfield movies I mean episode yeah so did you just come up with your own method for the trick or yeah um, uh, I watch all of his TV serial TV, yeah. TV series and I got the sense of okay this is the trick and this is how it's done and then I just like apply it into the another uh, another I'm going to do it with another object but using the same principle mm-hmm. yeah just a little bit of this and then add in this add in that and then become like my original like I watch his I don't know its name oh oh yeah I forgot uh, do you know the Doraemon cartoon from Japan Japanese? no I don't oh. yeah it's like a cat mm-hmm. that have a pocket he can like <laughs> take it out anything <laughs> no you know? I don't know no no there's there's a there's a there's a I don't know what to say wait, wait, wait. yeah he he have uh, the cat have um, like a pouch yeah, yeah a little bit pouch and he can take out anything like almost anything yeah and then suddenly there's a door it, it uh, the cat said that the door can you if you walk at the door like you you can get to everywhere with that door and then I got the idea from that uh, cartoon okay but using David Copperfield method I combined with the cartoon okay this method that I saw from David Copperfield can be applied on that cartoon thing mm-hmm. so that's the idea I mean combining the idea from Copperfield and everything become my own yeah that's cool <laughs> it's funny though yeah 
but it's I mean that's how creativity works yeah uh, just uh, I was talking to another person about this Harrison Greenbaum he's a magician and comedian in New York and he's like you know you want those third level ideas a first level idea is generic and anybody could come up with it a second level idea is you know not everybody could come up, up come up with it but if a lot of people thought about it you know they would get to sort of that that same kind of space and then a third level idea is when no one could have come up with it but you mm. you know and that's that's kind of how all those things work together is you throw all these different ingredients in uh, and then you put it in a blender and it comes out and it goes yeah. oh this is my thing now yeah yeah sort of like that yeah that's cool what are some of the the passions that you have outside of magic uh music music like i i was a drummer mm -hmm. when i was in high school i was a drummer and music and horror okay like, i love horror like i watch any horror movie like every everything uh -huh. in horror like I, I was watching that's why I sometimes I get the idea from horror movie too do you know the Japanese horror movie called the ring mm -hmm. the, the ghost is came out from the the TV, the TV? Yeah. yeah and one of my TV shows was doing illusion like that I'm, I'm ho my crews holding a TV and then something I just came out from the TV just for my appearance I got that idea from the horror movie so to horror and music until now I still make my own uh, music for my shows and other than doing magic in my leisure time I do I make uh, short horror movies yeah yeah that's and cool I pull in on YouTube and another platform like similar to YouTube but local in my country mm -hmm. yeah that's my passion I don't know I just love horror why it scares me yeah I love it you know the, the the feeling of being scared the same like magic I want to give my audience the feeling of being astonished in horror when I get scared I want my audience to get scared just like I did why <laughs> I don't know <laughs> it's weird right I don't know no, because I don't know it gets the adrenaline when you get scared especially when you you watch horror movie the Japanese horror movie they got the feeling of the audience has the feeling of like okay what's gonna come there okay what, what's what's gonna come this dread what, what that? was that dread uh, I don't know dread. it's it's like um it's like anxiety. It's yeah, like yeah. You, you feel like yeah, you yeah. feel like something's pressing on your yeah, chest. just like that. Yeah. yeah, I love that kind of feeling. Yeah. I mean, well, I I don't want to watch, but I'm curious. I want to watch a movie. Yeah, that that's feeling. And then I, I love that moment on watching horror movie. That's kind of kinky. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> And then I want to create that kind of feeling and give it to my audience. That's why I create a short horror movie. Yeah. How long are your short films? Probably like, uh, uh, the, the movies itself? Yeah. About three, about three to five minutes. Three to five I, minutes. I posted to YouTube. Huh. Last year, I posted almost like 22 episodes. Wow. Yeah. Posted on YouTube. Now I create this year. I mean, sorry. Uh, the, last month, I, I made probably like 20 
Joining us. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Really ramped up. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I do all the editing. I do all the scoring by myself. Wow. I just love it. I know. I saw the first horror movie in a theater ever for me mm-hmm. last night. Last night? Last night. Why did you tell? I saw Get Out. Oh, is it good? It's phenomenal. But it's not that scary. So I was I was okay. <laughs> okay. But I don't like uh, being scared. I don't like being scared. And you know what? I think it's interesting because I feel like this has changed for me in the last two or three years. Um, I, I find myself being interested and being scared and in control. So like I'm, I'm getting more comfortable with the idea of watching horror films, but I hate haunted houses. I hate mazes. Mm-hmm. I hate feeling like I'm not in control. And so, uh, so I, so I'm getting more comfortable with the idea of seeing scary movies because nothing is probably going to happen to me. <laughs> so that means it's the opposite. I love maze. Yeah. I love, I love haunted house. Yeah. And my wife is, is a psychic and, and she's a medium too. So that's why we had a different thing. Yeah. I, I, I love being, don't know what's going to happen. I love being in that position. I mean, when you do, you, you, you're in the, you're in the haunted house, you're in the, like watching horror movie, you just like, don't know what's going to happen, right? Yeah. When, when it will scare you or when it's going to make you jump scared. Mm-hmm. That's the feeling. Yeah. Because I want that probably like I want to get that and put it in my illusion in my in my magic or probably in my uh, horror movie short horror movie I, I, I applied that kind of feeling and put it in my illusion so that's why I have an illusion called the devil's triangle that is inspired by the, the, the devil's triangle itself so I create a triangle and I said that I had an experiment because the devil triangle people believe that there's a superstitious in that area mm-hmm. and anything that come from metal will like disappear or reappear in that devil triangle so i create that kind of illusion on stage and i use the story the horror story i mean not the horror story i mean the the science fiction story about the devil's triangle itself and I always get to my audience because they 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 jump into my stories. They believe already because the tra- devil triangle itself is already there. Yeah, they're already familiar. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. That's why I always mix with horror and then susp- 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 with superstitious thing. Yeah, and combined with all my illusions, on my 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 magic. And everything like makes up like what you said the third idea what this you said before they said three level of ideas oh yeah the third level yeah yeah third level, yeah. yeah um well that you know that's you were talking to me earlier about your um buried alive illusion mm-hmm. and it's you know you create that moment where people think oh he just died yeah right it's that same kind of thing as the audience feels mm-hmm 
surprised and like they don't have control and maybe a little scared. Yeah, that's kind of feelings. In I I don't know if I'm mistaken, is in two thousand I know year ninety oh no no two thousand and seven. I did a public publicity stunt in teleporting a giant ball, giant soccer ball is like eight meters high, eight meters diameter eight meters sure. like that that high so I teleported from my country to another country so it's like from LA to New York mm-hmm. like I teleported that huge ball because as I told you before in my country they the audience works like that hard so if you do the magic they will already believe that okay this is probably like 100% success yeah. for tricks so we don't have to watch you, we already know what's going to happen next. That's the mind of my audience in my country. So I have to give a little bit twist. So when I teleport the ball, I include, I include random spectators. I, I choose eight random spectators. Mm-hmm. Sorry, no, not eight, seven spectators. And when, I, when they got teleported with the ball, suddenly when, uh, let's, let's make the, the count the city is A and then the other one is B. Okay. So I teleport the ball from the city of A into the B. And then when it got to the B, there's only six guys. So I lost one guy. I want them to hold the ball so they can teleport with the ball to the other city. And then when it comes to the other city, they open the the curtain yeah. and I lost one. And it turns out that guy is stuck in the what do you call it tree <laughs> yeah it's stuck on the tree because i just like i just want to give it a twist like the people i want the people think that i failed yeah but not that fail because all the guys was there right yeah but they little just bit weren't twist. all together yeah but they're not together just a little bit twist it's like failing but not failing that's that's my i don't know probably my special ingredient when doing magic mm-hmm. i love to give a little bit twist so that may not 100 percent succeed in their mind in their audience mind yeah. but actually i success it's more impressive because they don't like i guess you sort of are building a reputation for not being able not for not being predictable yeah right oh yeah that's correct yeah. word. so you so you do things that uh no one could expect. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I like that. It's because like, see, I'm not I I I'm not familiar with um, that kind of magic. You know, I don't do illusions. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I do cards and coin stuff, and 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 I th- you know I think that because I'm not a fan. I've never liked the magician in trouble magician failed plot but like in the context of you performing in your country uh on television and people not wanting to watch because they go oh he's a magician obviously everything he does is going to succeed and then subverting that expectation that makes sense to me mm-hmm. and that i like but here people will easily suspend their disbelief and yeah so when you when you do a trick where the magician fails and then you magically fix it 
why didn't you just magically do it right the first time? <laughs> well, probably, yeah, probably that. Yes, yeah. but but for you, that that context makes absolute sense to me, and I like that a lot. That's really it's cool. Like, it's like when I did the uh, the guillotine. Mm-hmm. Is it, did I say it right? Guillotine. What? Guillotine. Guillotine. Gu- yeah. Guillotine. I don't know. I I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know how to pronounce it. So me too, because yeah. I'm afraid I'm, I'm I say it wrong. The head chopper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like uh, like they cuff me and then uh, they put a uh, padlock in the props, so I have to escape in in one minute. Mm-hmm. I have to show you. <laughs> yeah, would, you want me to show you? Yeah, you can show me. Okay. I don't know how to explain, but uh, I create the illusion that I'm failing uh-huh. because, yeah, like I said before, they will already thought that okay, you're gonna successful of what you're doing, and most magician doing the the guillotine is like okay, I can get up from this, and then he he just like out from the the guillotine. By the time the knife is down, yeah. Now me, I just create that. This is all been okay. So you're handcuffed. Yeah, yeah. Handcuffed, and then uh, these are spectators on the stage. No, yeah, that's the host. Yeah. Okay. And it's all like huge audience inside okay. the door, and then. I asked one of the hosts uh-huh. to hold the rope uh-huh. and then burn it. Just the rope. So the host is burning the rope, yeah. holding the blade. Oh, the, the first is holding the blade and the other one is burning the rope. And then I, I create... Yeah, uh, I create... This, I have to open the padlock uh-huh. and then I just like throw the other key he throw the other key yeah and then he's like run the one who holding the knife and then slide down yeah and the audience think that I'm I failed yeah see yeah this kind of thing that I want to create yeah this tension yeah. this dread yeah like they're all crying she looks upset <laughs> and it's live I mean yeah live on TVs like they crying you traumatized thousands of people <laughs> I know see because if I if I just like escaping from this yeah. it's like you know you you, you can do anything you're yeah. a magician yeah I don't want that kind of feeling and probably that, that that is the difference between here and my country yeah well so how did you get out of it <laughs> So I create a story uh-huh. at first, like I have a necklace, uh-huh. and it's like my. It, it's I'm, I I want them to believe that it's it's my charm. Uh-huh. Is it is is it? Yeah, like a good luck charm. Yeah, not or it's, uh, my, it's my power. Like like. Oh okay, it's your like my superpower is on the necklace. Yeah, yeah. Char- charm works, or charm, like yeah. a talisman or whatever. Yeah. yeah, and then accidentally the before I get my head in this position. Uh-huh. The host, the host was took. See, the host was took my. He my, took your necklace yeah. off. 
So he's taken, ostensibly taken yeah, away your... Taken away my charm. I, my, my Your power. magic power. Yeah. Yeah. See? He's taking out my... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Put it in his pocket. Mm-hmm. And then after it all happened... Yeah. One of my consultants asked... See? Nichols. Nichols. And he yeah. gave it to Nichols and put the Nichols back in my neck. Down. Yeah. See? Yeah, back. so he's putting the necklace back on you, and you're uh, still in the guillotine. And then... And then I just, like, got my power back. Yeah. Okay. See, then I'm live again. <laughs> <laughs> and then, what's the audience reaction? I mean, how do they... They just, like, stood up. Wow, they go ballistic. Yeah. I mean, you know. And then I'm going to create that. It's because it's real. I'm exhausted. Yeah. Because I just, I just died before, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and I just said my last word. And then the crew is like, oh, helping. This is on live show, so yeah, yeah. So it's like I'm failing, but I'm not because I'm still alive. Yeah. And I get out from the guillotine. Mm-hmm. That's You're creating all this, all this tension, all yeah. of this. I mean, it's it's like a real spectacle. Yeah, yeah. That's I don't know. Probably the audience create me. Yeah. Just like I'm now today, uh-huh. because of their behavior, it creates my magic. It creates me. It creates. My 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 thought about yeah. magic. You evolved because yeah. of the circumstances. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it turns out it makes me different than the other magician. Yeah, like when I when I'm talking to Jeremy, he said that wow, that's something new because yeah, like what you said, if you can succeed in the first time, why don't you do it in the first time? Why do you have to fail and yeah. then you you fix it later? Yeah, but you've but you've learned how to. Because uh, you could do that here, and it would be incredible. I mean, you you performed here recently, and you know that you got a phenomenal reaction, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so there's there's I think you learned how to build the story and the context of it so that it isn't cheesy, right? Because yeah. yeah. that's that's the thing that I don't like is you know somebody goes, oh, is this your card? No. Oh, let me blow on it. Now yeah, it's your card. Yeah. It's like, that's so stupid. I hate that so much. <laughs> but like you, it, it, it's not like there's a, there's a, there's a plot. There's a storyline, yeah. right? It's like you're making a film. It's like, there's a reason yes. that every, everything that I did this, they have a reason. Yeah. Yeah. You had to fail to fulfill the story that you set up at the beginning, mm-hmm. so that then there's this redemption rebirth kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In 2007, I did a publicity stunt. Mm-hmm. It's my third publicity stunt. I did the buried life in concrete for 52 hours, 15, 50 hours, 50 hours. Five zero. Yeah. Five zero. So I did. I buried myself in concrete for 53 hours, and yeah. People called me crazy in my country because, like, literally, I'm, I'm sitting in a chair, like in a glass box, and they just put a concrete, a cement, yeah, and let it dry for about a day, 
and then I have to have to like like uh, give time like 53 hours to be in the concrete and then trying to escape on the next 51 hours I mean 50 on 50 hours I have to like just sit there and do nothing yeah and have to like control myself without drinking without eating yeah and without bladder and everything yeah and I have to escape then with all my sh- with my hand shackled yeah padlock and then when I get out I create another drama uh-huh. yeah well at first it, it wasn't a drama at first it's like real situation when my hand got swollen and everything because the heat that came from the concrete yeah when it's getting dry it's yeah. so so fucking hot yeah it's like sauna yeah hundred times oh my gosh yeah because it it, it create the heat I don't know I don't know the process creating the heat the process of what well, has to be hot because it's a liquid and then yeah. when it cools it dries yeah yeah but it's cool after like 24 hours yeah but by the time from the first hour until the 24 hours like so freaking hot yeah uh, is uh, the doctor said and the medic said that I can get a third degree burn yeah by if my 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 body like 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 full contact with the concrete yeah so I have like have a special material to cover my my skin uh-huh. and then yeah it's like hell on earth doing that yeah and I have to be there be in the box for 50 50 hours and then when the TV when the all TV TV media and the TV station doing their thing to live shows just for getting the moment that I'm get, get, go out from the concrete yeah I failed because all my body was swollen I can't I can just cannot get out yeah and I need more hours so total like it takes me 53 hours to get out from yeah. the concrete wow yeah and then yeah like what I told you before I, I create well because of the small one it gives me the idea why don't we just make this a little bit more nicer <laughs> more dramatical uh-huh. so here's the concrete And then this happened like suddenly I don't know I don't know how my muscle has stopped working Boom. so were you just like so dehydrated that your muscles just quit functioning yeah or? yeah yeah but yeah I, I, I figured out that like by the time I do it I'm doing it but didn't know that it's gonna happen yeah Suddenly, like when I just walk and have my uh, like they want to do the interview yeah after me doing it and suddenly when I go to the host and it's like uh, you just froze and yeah. collapsed yeah what's wrong with my hand what's wrong with my legs I, I cannot feel anything wow and then after that I'm, I'm hospitalized for three days and they say oh you're so lucky am I <laughs> and then the insurance company they say that okay don't do this again because if you do this again I'm not going to pay any, <laughs> any medicine yeah well so uh, I already get black blacklist from the insurance company 
Oh, okay. Because that's good. <laughs> because they say, okay, you you actively you, risking your life. Yeah, yeah. like it, well, insurance companies want that if anything can go wrong, right? Yeah. But me, I'm I'm doing it. I know it's going to be wrong, but I keep doing it. Yeah. And they just said, okay, you. I'm not gonna take you for <laughs> in our company. No, 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 no. So what? What uh, like? Because you told me that every time you would perform on TV, they would issue a warning so that, you know, because it was dangerous. It's just like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so you said that, like, you, you, you're you not doing TV stuff anymore, right? Dangerous stuff. Yeah. Oh, dangerous stuff. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, before uh, that coming in, probably the, the warning thing, it probably, I got the, my first warning in 2000. Uh, the last two years, I mean, the last before these shows. Uh-huh. After these shows, I get a lot of warning yeah. until today. So, the TV show didn't that that type on the regulation. Yeah. But after seeing me doing crazy thing, <laughs> they just okay. We have to warn him because they're afraid. I don't know. This it's kind of funny because uh, the habit is different. Like here, in here, you just gave a warning like warning this is too dangerous don't do this at home and then yeah. they, people already understand okay don't do it and you're not not watching it or yeah they have their option this guy yeah exactly in my country no like the the audience or the people are been feeding by the uh, i don't know it's like it's like this they 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 think that the thing that i did on tv the audience will do it. They they will copy copy me doing yeah. the same thing in real life. Mm-hmm. Although even though I always said don't try this at home, but they think the TV company think that there's a my chance that people out there doing the same thing inspired by Damien. Yeah. Well, for me, if you want to do it, you have to like have. A four ton of concrete. Yeah. Well, if you that kind of person who who are willing to do that, will go ahead. <laughs> well, for me, it's kind of ridiculous because it caught a lot of effort of doing it. So yeah. not just like doing it at home, buried yourself in concrete. It's impossible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. Probably the gluten. Yeah. Yeah. Probably, but. Well, it's like a little bit chance for people doing it because they know it, it's, it's too risky. Why Why they won't do it? They don't crazy like I do. Yeah. <laughs> they're not crazy. Well, and I mean, it, it also doesn't make sense that if they're so dismissive of magic, yeah. you know, they go, he's a magician, he can do it. I'm not a magician. I shouldn't even try to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like... Uh-huh. I know, but probably because, you know, well... Probably because the thing that I create was not magic, because the thing that I create was real. Sure, yeah. And they thought that, oh, I want to be like Damien, uh, Damien can do it. So do I. Probably, probably, I don't know. Yeah. That's what, I, what they afraid of, probably. Yeah. Well, so, how are you, how are you kind of evolving into the international market? Well, still going on on, on for it yeah. because I have to learn the habit because it's, it's a little bit difficult 
uh, on adjusting. Yeah, like I, I told you before, in my country, if I did the dangerous thing, I got warning. In here, when I did the dangerous, I got a standing ovation. It's kind yeah. of like huge differences. Yeah, I need to learn. I need, I need to learn a lot more thing here. Yeah, but well, quite. I probably like I already got it. I mean, there's not much of differences, but I have to adjust. It. Yeah. Here they 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 gave me a lot more appreciation on what I did. Sure. In my country, not that kind of appreciation. So it's like when I go to the castle, I just see magician doing like tricks, sleight of hand. They got like huge reaction. Huge reaction. Yeah. There in my country, it's like oh no, you did something with that card. I know, and it's like, oh, he's doing that. <laughs> so now I'm I'm learning. I'm I'm learning. That that's why I met you. I met Jeremy. I asked them a lot. I asked you a lot about what's going on here. What's happened? Is how magic works here, and how uh-huh. how how the audience will appreciate. Yeah, I have to like learn a lot. Yeah. Are you interested in doing like uh, a touring show? I am, if if I have the chance. Yeah, probably. Would you want to do? Because I I <laughs> I just think it would be cool to like tour Europe and and Asia and America, do like a, a serious world tour of magic. Interesting. You know why don't why don't someday probably someday. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Now hopefully finger cross if everything go well is that something that you're interested in doing well to be honest yeah uh, by the time I go to, um, before I mean way way before I go to castle I have a, this conversation with my wife yeah I asked her what if I have a plan to move here yeah and and like get settled here because I think I, I can grow here because I already stuck in my country because of the regulation and everything in yeah. here I, I can get more creative I can get more like explore everything mm-hmm. and then she said okay I follow wherever you go and then it, 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 it it's like giving me not the idea it's like okay probably this is the the way probably like the thing that I told you before that yeah, yeah, gonna, yeah. yeah probably this is the way probably just open to something yeah. probably the thing that I've been dreaming of having show in Vegas or show like regular show here like probably that's the way yeah but if, if it's if it's went well if everything goes well I will I'm glad I love to doing a magic tour here or probably like having a show here or probably move here like for for good yeah I love here. Yeah. I don't get any warning. <laughs> <laughs> you get a standing of it? Yeah. Yeah. But so, do you think, what do you think magic is going to look like in Indonesia after you move here? Well, I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of sad because they have to, like, they don't have me. To do, uh, I mean, for I, I don't know how to say it, but it's kind of cocky if I say it, they're gonna lose me. I mean, as a illusionist, well-known illusionist, they have 
they probably gonna lose me because I'm moving here. Mm-hmm. So the magician there, they don't they don't have any someone to like be their guide because I have I have a group bunch of magician. I mean best magician in Indonesia. Uh, I made a boot camp in last year, so I choose a talented magician and I bring them into a boot camp. So I. I I rent a house for three days, and I and they all in the house, and I just give them lecture and give them uh, support, and I concern about them. I want them to become a better magician. I mean, not just better on YouTube, not just better on the Instagram, but better in real life. Yeah. Because sometimes they saw Jeremy, they saw Shinlin, they saw Patrick Cohen did a sleight of hand thing. They thought. That's that's the real stuff. That's the thing that they they Jeremy and guys do in real life with real audience. Well, that's not that. No, no. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's different when you're doing for real audience. It's different. That's what I'm trying to say to them mm-hmm. because most of magicians think that that thing that is working on social media it works for laymen too, and that mislead into the magic in Indonesia, mm-hmm. especially in my country, that, that mislead the concept of magic. Yeah. Magic is not just light of hand, magic is like having a connection with your audience. So that's what I'm going to, uh, what I'm concerned about. So when I'm not around, I'm not there, who's gonna be responsible for that? Yeah. Explaining what the real magic art supposed to be. Yeah. Would you still, Stay in contact with that group if you do. Oh, of course. Yeah, that's just of course because we have, we had a group. I mean, line group. Yeah, chat group. Well, we we keep update every like once a week or mm-hmm. every time I get my free time, I was chat with them. Yeah, and that's why I'm concerned because until today, magician in Indonesia still want me to do lecture. But for me, if doing lecture didn't make them to grow. What's the point? Yeah, it's like I give them the lecture, but after the lecture, they don't change apply their magic. Yeah. They don't apply it for themselves. Is what's the point? Yeah. So, but that's why I only choose some magician and then have focus on them, so they can like give my knowledge to other magician and doing the same method like I did to them mm-hmm. and spread it to their friends and all the community. Yeah. Now, so. That's why I told you before when I you said to me that you want to take me to Dan, yeah. and then they said that wow man, <laughs> you got uh, the opportunity to meet Dan, and I said yeah I know, but I don't think that I can make it. But okay, we'll see next time. Next time May, I'll be here in May. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. We'll have a good time. Well, I feel pretty good. How do you feel? I'm good. Yeah, I because I don't know. It turns out like we're having this conversation, and at first I said, "So who am I?" I mean, uh, I got the interview from from you, so I'm no one. <laughs> no, you're doing the interview with me. What for? <laughs> I just asked to keep asking the same question. Jeremy said, "No, you should meet the guy. You should meet the guy. What for? No, you should meet the guy. Trust me." Okay, Jay. You know, Jeremy's thing is. When he meets somebody or he knows somebody that he really uh, likes and appreciates, his thing that he says is, 
this guy's a verifiable badass. That's what he says. And that's what he said about you. Oh, he's really? Like, yeah, he's like, you got to meet him. He's a verifi- verifiable badass. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, but I think that's interesting that you said, you know, why me? And the same thing happened when you got that email. You were mm-hmm. like, this is fake. Right? You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Why do you, I mean, you have like a humility about it, even though you're wildly successful. <laughs> well, well, I, I always try not to think that I'm a successful, successful person because when I think on that level, yeah, I may got cocky. Yeah. So I just keep keep it low. Yeah. Just hoping that magical stuff. Oh, I mean, amazing stuff will gonna happen next. Yeah. So that's why I keep asking me why me. Yeah. So why is it the thing that I did? Sure. Why, just keep asking me that because until today, I'm just trying to do the thing that I do best. Yeah. That's that's all. I'm just trying to do my best in magic. I'm just trying to do something that everyone never saw it before. Mm-hmm. I just want to do something that I, that is crazy for everyone to do it. Yeah. And just that. Yeah. You just want to keep getting better and keep uh-huh. reaching higher. And- so that's why I always keep asking, why me? Why me? Why I had it? I got an email. Why? Why you want to interview me? Because I'm from Indonesia. Indonesia probably like some people don't know Indonesia. Probably some people already. Probably most people don't. Yeah. Yeah. Like eighty percent when I talk when I tell them I'm from Indonesia, they say, "Where's that?" <laughs> and just Bali. You know Bali? Oh yeah. <laughs> Bali is part of Indonesia. You should know Indonesia well than Bali, because Bali is part of Indonesia. It that, that kind of thing. Sure. That's why I said. Why me? Because from yeah, for me, I was famous in Indonesia, but here, I'm I'm no one. Yeah. When I walk down on the street, no one asked me to take a picture. Probably in my country, like go out and take go out to Seven Eleven or or somewhere, people take taking picture with me. Mm-hmm. In here, no one. I just walk down on, on the street and then just feel so happy because I have my my personal life back again. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I just why how how Elliot know me? How why why he want to to interview me? Why? Jeremy said you should meet the guy. I trust you because at the first time I got here in LA, Jeremy is the only one that I knew. I mean, not the only one. Probably, I knew him from Instagram, mm-hmm. and then I I direct message him, and he say, "Okay, let's meet." And then that after that, we met, and then he's the nicest pe- people on earth, uh, the nice person on earth. Yeah, like I never, I I, ha- I never got, I never had someone like him before in my country i mean the first time met because we never knew each other before mm-hmm. at the first he's like i know him for a long time ago he's like come on give me a hug yeah okay oh, he's the best yeah <laughs> yeah that's why that's why I, I told him can i is it okay if i told you that you're my friends and he's been okay it's an hour for him i said yeah you're my friend because you're the only friend that i have here I mean, literally, friend, because I don't know where to go. I don't know where to look. I don't know. I don't have any community. I don't have any information about magic. And he, he just like, okay, come to my uh, Monday night jam. Okay, I'd love to. And I told him, okay, Jeremy, I'm, I will be in the magic castle. Okay, I'll, I'll be there with you. I'll take the guys. Every magician that I know probably like, 
go into the castle meet you oh wow so Jeremy is amazing guy so yeah it's because because of him all all of this because of him like we have conversation we have an interview because of him oh yeah no. Jeremy is one of my best friends he's uh he's the greatest yeah he's so generous and now, now I know that yeah 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 <laughs> he's a very nice guy I mean in person we don't have I mean in my country if someone act like Jeremy did probably that they have they want something with me oh yeah 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 in here Jeremy is like very I mean he's so kind I don't know yeah I don't know why he did that to me but I, I don't know he's so kind yeah he's a he's a saint um, so I how long have you been doing magic because I don't know how old you are guess um, I'm gonna say 38 oh wow <laughs> Thank you so much. I mean, that old. <laughs> well, you missed one year. I'm okay. like this year. I'm 37. Okay. But most people get it wrong. But well, yes. we been, we talked about you know when you were getting started to magic. So oh, I had like yeah, a rough yeah, time. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you figure out from that. Time. Yeah. yeah. So I've been doing magic probably like almost 21 years okay. now. Yeah, yeah, almost 21 years. But professionally, I started professionally in 2002. That's yeah. the, that's the time I, I I like quitting my job and start professionally. Yeah, I I'm, I'm a work office person a guy before. Yeah, like twenty four seven behind the desk and do like uh, <laughs> and then suddenly my salary turns out are more <laughs> like my shows for an hour is much much more bigger than my salary for a month. Yeah. So that's why I asked him, why just have like probably two shows in months? I'm going to quitting my job. And yeah. That happened. Yeah. I have a manager and then he got me like two or three shows every month. Okay, I'm done. Okay, I'm quitting this job. Yeah. Because I love this so much. I love magic. I can do anything that I love so much and get much appreciation. I mean, that's from the fee. Yeah. And then the salary from my work they don't gave me that much appreciation of what i did in office yeah and the salary was like this <laughs> yeah well you i mean you've been doing it for a long time and you had to i mean you had to create eight things a week <laughs> yeah, I, know. I mean did you experience any burnout well yeah probably in three three years after i started my tv shows yeah that's the time like I lost I lost uh, idea yeah. like I don't have any idea for three months I'm totally blank yeah. but thankfully I already prepare on that time I, I already prepared before so when I got my the whole idea came up so I just wrote it all down like every day probably I could get like almost 50 or 100 ideas I just wrote wow. it down yeah when I'm in the I don't know uh, what is it active no productive when okay, I'm productive yeah. I just wrote it all down yeah and then by, by the time I stop I just like open the book okay okay this this that I'm just yeah. doing that keep doing that so I have my like productive day I just like wrote it all down yeah although it's just an idea just, just wrote it yeah 
Well, so how did you, when you hit that burnout period, I understand you had all these ideas to fall back on because you've been writing them down, but how did you re-energize your passion for it? How did you get out of the burnout? I go seek for videos or someone who can get me the feeling of being astonished again. Because when I got burnout, probably because I'm like overdoing it, I get stuck. I, I I never got I didn't got the astonished feelings, so it's like okay, well, I lost my idea. So when I saw videos on YouTube or in I don't know from anywhere magician doing things, then I said, oh shit, he's doing crazy stuff, and it's like waking me up. You got to get up. You got to get up because someone out there is better than you. Just give to and then just get me the spirit. Okay, of coming back. Yeah. You get inspired. Yeah, yeah. Because when 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 I when I when I'm doing my TV show, I shut all down YouTube and everything, because if I look at them, they will be con- contaminate my ideas, and mm-hmm. it's, it's like making me become them. Yeah, it's like the eager to copy their act. That's why I have shut down all the ideas. Sure. I hear a lot of comedians talk about how they don't watch stand-up comedy because they'll start they just absorb that yeah. energy yeah that's why I'm shutting down all the YouTube the videos and everything just don't want to get it my ideas cont- con- 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 contaminated contaminated yeah, yeah. by them yeah yeah okay well that's great um, we usually end we've been going about 115 mm-hmm uh, we usually end with uh, you you sharing a story about the hardest time you were ever fooled, or a time you were fooled really really hard. Well, hmm. Well, I fooled really hard is when I saw well David Copperfield. Yeah, because I always put myself on the position becoming an audience yeah not trying to figure out what he's doing uh-huh. so I always got fooled with his illusion like uh-huh. almost obviously illusion and then the second one this uh, magician from Japan Cyril yeah yeah he, he fooled me badly about his tricks I mean his TV shows and that encouraged me to become like I want to be better than them I want to do something amazing like them I mean not copy their act but yeah. something amazing like they did mm-hmm. so I guess David Blaine Cyril and Copperfield always fooled me badly and after that it gives me the strength to like okay I have to be more creative be more like them create new stuff create new materials create an amazing effect yeah that's great. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I know you got to be at the airport soon, so I'm trying to, trying to wrap it up. But you feel good? Yeah, so yeah? good. Yeah, it's, it's been a pleasure of me, like doing the interviews. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully you you're good with me. No, this is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Oh, I gotta go. <laughs> my car. I gotta go move my car. That's what that is. Oh. Because I parked in a place. So. Look at that. We finished right at <laughs> yeah, right, the right time. Yeah. Well, thank you so much again. No, it's been this a pleasure. Is a, this is wonderful. It's my pleasure. We'll do it again when you come back. We'll do. All right. Okay. <laughs>
Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, email me at podcast at artofmagic.com to let me know your thoughts, or join the conversation at the Facebook group dedicated to Magical Thinking listeners. You can find it by searching for Magical Thinking Podcast on Facebook and give us a like over on the Facebook fan page while you're at it. If you enjoyed the show, share the episode or episodes that you found most interesting and inspiring and let people know what you got out of it. I'll see you next Thursday. Cheers.